Hey everybody, thank you for downloading this episode of Out Front with AJ and Nick. I am Nick Sarantos, editor-in-chief and host here on the Chicago Podcast Networks, joined over the interwebs and Skype by my good buddy AJ Signeri. AJ, say hello to the people. Hello, people. Now, you may have noticed that I slipped into a random Russian accent there. That is not without reason. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get to anything else that's going on, we must do the proper. You can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Chi-Town Podcast One. And you can email us on Gmail, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. All of those wonderful ways for you to get in touch with us. Tell us what you're thinking, how much you hate us, love us, how much you want to take AJ out behind the woodshed and put him in a woodshed or Fargo style. Or in my case, throw me off of Nakatomi Plaza after I have tried to steal the 10 million dollars in bearer bonds i mean if you're gonna put me through a wood chipper i mean I, I hope someone's respectful enough to do it like alabama texas and not fargo why i just don't want to be cold when i'm dying i just you do it warm i got you you want to so if you're so i get you you just want to be killed in a warm climate that's that's understandable i mean at least give me that you know respect you know i mean because who wants to die in the cold well, Russians want to die in the cold and glorious service to the motherland. I guess. Speaking of Russia, and I will do this accent until this part of the story is completed, as we are airing now is the 24th of February, 2017, the year of our Lord Vladimir Putin, and we have decided today to rush to have Russian flag at CPAC, Conservative Political Action Conference. There are Russian flag with Trump on them. He's very good. All right, I'm going to stop because otherwise I'll keep going the whole show like that. Okay, He is Bulgarian. He is the Bulgarian brute. Because <laughs> alliteration sells tickets. Right. <laughs> hey, Peter, hey, Stan Lee created an entire empire off of alliteration. So. He, he did. And there's like, I remember, you know, the Big Bang Theory episode where um, Raj just talks about, like, you know, it's, it's so repetitive. You know, and he he wanted to confront Stanley about that because he does it so much. Yep. Well, did you ever see Key and Peele did a skit that was really funny where they had like Stanley come in to like pitch new comic book characters and they're all like racist nineteen sixties, right? <laughs> like we got a guy from the Orient. I don't. I think I don't think you're supposed to call it the Orient anymore, Stan. Speaking of which, we're about two weeks away from uh, Iron Fist and uh, Logan coming out in the same week. I'm excited for that. Iron Fist on Netflix and Logan, the Wolverine movie that will make me cry like a baby at the end of it. I'm going to cry, AJ. I'm going to cry so hard at the end of Logan. I'm just going to shake my head the entire time. You know, Do you want to know why? Why? It's not because he's going to die, which is what I think is going to happen. It's not going to be what does it. It's going to be, it's the same thing that happened at the end of Fast and the Furious 7 where I'm going to watch and they're going to do like either a flashback or something that reminds you of how long you've been watching Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, which is from the year 2000, so that was 17 years ago when I was a young man and my whole life lay in front of me and I had dreams that I thought I could actually achieve. And like to be that much older now and just like watch, like I'm, I'm literally going to ball because I'm going to be like, I remember, look, we're a couple weeks out, and I want, I'm going to do some more stuff about this movie, but I just want people who listen to the show to understand. I love superheroes. I love comic books. I love Star Trek and Star Wars. But I truly think my favorite character in all of that is Wolverine. I fucking love Wolverine. And I remember going to see that movie, AJ, at Northbrook Court, 
at a six, a six o'clock show on opening day with my buddies, Lucas, Austin, James, Eric, and uh, I think Sean. And we went and saw that movie, and I walked out of that theater going, that was awesome. And now I think the movie's terrible. But back then, I was just so happy that the X-Men were on screen. But yes, I will cry at the end of Logan, and I will... I don't know. I don't mean why we went off on that, except to say that, you know, it's more fun than what we're about to get into. So, how are you? I'm fine. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do a show today. We're going to talk about a couple things. We're going to get a heady conversation in the second half. But I wanted to start, AJ. Today is day two of the worst Comic-Con in the world, the Conservative Political Action Conference, you know, where cosplay, I would imagine, consists of dressing up like a Nazi or some goddamn thing. Um, Steve Bannon yesterday uh, called for an end of the authoritative, of the, how did he put it, the bureaucratic authoritarian state something like that right because if you're going to implement a lot of rules and regulations on people the one thing you want to do is make sure you cut the bureaucracy (sighs) all right so folks for you don't know this is the big uh conference every year that takes place this is kind of where republicans get together and or at least christian conservatives have gotten together historically to kind of figure out their agenda for the year it's a way of play for people to meet and do all this stuff it's the kind of thing that democrats should probably do more of or liberals should do more of but it's also i mean it's as close to a hitler rally as you're going to get and then we mentioned it earlier the russian flag there were a, a bunch of red white and blue striped flags that were handed out that had trump written on them and what i can't figure out aj is if that was stupidity by the people running the group or if it is the greatest prank in the history of pranks what do you- I, I would i would love to i would love to say it was more of a prank than anything else because i mean well, why else would they do that I mean, if you look at them, if you, I don't know if you had a chance to actually see them, AJ, the little flags, but they are. They're the Russian flag with Trump on the white line. No, I mean, I've, I haven't seen these flags. And like I said, I've been watching C-SPAN to watch CPAC on all this. I didn't see any of those flags. And I would love to get my hands on one of them. Actually, what I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is send... Because we live in the world of the internet, I can now send this to AJ relatively quickly. So I will do that in a second here, buddy. Um, but we're talking about this right now. And, and this grouping, first of all, it, I, I think it would be fun if, if we could just do something to get rid of it. But what I'm really more interested in talking about with these these groups is there's a lot of actually divisiveness taking place at this uh, organization. Because you have a lot of conservatives there who are not really trump supporters you know they're they're there because they believe in small government or they're very christian but a lot of this is just you know trump has taken over the republican party in the most hostile way possible and you have this weird russian connection and i don't know man i i really don't understand how you and i have talked about this many times we know good conservatives not a lot but we do know them like just there are people who legitimately believe in small government and states rights and that's an argument that i'm willing to hear look it's hard for me to admit that when somebody brings up the idea that all education needs to be exactly the same across the country i I don't know necessarily that i'm in that 100 percent. i think that there should be standards and things that we all agree to teach but again if you live up in alaska and and you don't really need you know 
civil rights lessons necessarily at the same level that you do otherwise. How much time do you spend? How much time does a group spend doing stuff? I don't know. I, those aren't decisions that are that I feel comfortable making for everybody. Th- that's a different issue than what's happening, which is this nationalist authoritarian movement that I am starting to really get afraid of the fact that there are people that I know, people that I talk to, who support this guy no matter what. And and that's the stuff that I don't understand because everything that they voted for him to do, he is now standing opposed to in most ways. It is the, it is the weirdest goddamn thing. Because I'll tell you this, if Barack Obama had taken office, walked in and goes, all right, now we're going to invade three more countries, yet liberals would have lost their fucking minds and, and wanted the guy out of office. But the conservatives seem like they, the guy can do no wrong. It's You and I have talked about before the religious aspect of this. Maybe it is the Messiah complex. Maybe they just, if you're that religious, you just believe that the people in charge can't do wrong. I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we've we've said, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it can be emphasized enough that y'all are seeing nationalism at its finest. And there's a person in the White House, and there are people in Congress that are going to bode with him. And we're going to see three years, because we're not even past a month yet. (laughs) Stop doing that to me. Stop doing that to me. Just stop it. Of this guy. And, I mean, if you've heard him today at CPAC and while he was blabbling on, you know, he, he's saying all this bullshit. Like, in one instance, he's, he was talking about the media. He loves the media and how much he wants to, like, um, bash them. And in one sentence, he goes, they have no sources. They don't use sources and everything. But then a sentence or two later, he goes... You know, I don't want the media to use any sources. So you just say they don't use sources, but you don't want them to use sources. Which one is it? Well, and that's when you get into the whole idea of, like, I, I think Donald Trump heard fake news and doesn't really know what that means. Because fake news means something that did not happen, not stuff you disagree with. You know, like, there, there's a difference. And, and, and this is one of those things that really needs to... I don't know about you, AJ, but the one thing I find most disturbing about how the media is handling the current Trump scenario is, I, I would say, a lack of confrontation. I, I know that they go on their shows and they and they do stuff, but it doesn't seem like anybody's really taking the argument to them that when you say fake news, you are implying that what we are saying didn't happen, and that's not the case. We have proof that it happened. To me, it's like the idea of somebody going up to... I'm trying to think of the best way to put this, but you're standing in a kitchen with five people and somebody knocks a plate over and it breaks. Uh, he's going to be the person who goes, that plate didn't break, that didn't happen, fake news. Well, the plate's on the ground and it's broken, fake news. But the plate, you know what I'm saying? Like The evidence is there, everything is there, and he's just denying that it even took place. It's the weirdest thing, and then there are people out there who believe it. You know, I've, I've seen that stat before, and, and, and we talked about it a little bit last week, but the people who say that Donald Trump should have the, the option to override judges, which are like, you don't understand America or how it's supposed to work if you think that. And, and this is the stuff that's, that's really starting to blow my mind. 
And like you said, it's been less than a month, or it's right around a month. And let's go through what should we should we go through the the, the checkup? So this week we've had uh, an executive order to um, rescind the private prison thing. So now we're going to go back to using private prisons because if there's one thing you want, it's it's prisons ha- having a financial interest in keeping people in prison because that's that's going to go well. Then um, we've got Jeff Sessions, who has decided to once again the, use the Department of Justice to step up and fight against states that have legalized marijuana, either recreationally or medicinally. And uh, we've had the rescission, and this is the one that set everybody off yesterday, of the transgendered bathroom bill, which has set off a whole bunch of controversy. And I want to get into that with you a little bit, AJ, because this is a topic that I find... Um, divides a lot of people, and even myself, uh, you know, there are some issues here, and so I really want to get into this, but I want to ask you this question first, because I have an answer to this. Do you know anyone in your daily life who is transgendered? Yeah. Okay, I do not. At least that I know of. You know, who knows? But I, I don't know of anybody. I don't know anyone myself. I've known a couple people who, after they've, you know, like I, I, there's a friend of mine from high school who's now starting to transition. Um, but other than that, all of my experience is based on the media. Now, I've said on this show many, many times that my opinion on these issues comes from being bullied when I was a kid for being the fat kid. And I understand the desperation that these people feel, and anyone feels who's different in any way from what is considered the norm of their local area, that you... To be told that you are less than because of something that you feel you cannot control is is the most horrible feeling in the world. You know, I remember telling people all the time, they'd be like, well, you're the, I literally have kids say, like, well, you're fat, shouldn't you just lose weight? And it's like, man, I play football and hockey at the same time, and I was doing sports, you know, out, out of an eight, I, I was doing sports for six hours a day. And I didn't really lose any weight, so I don't know what to tell you. It's just genetics. Like, that, that's the thing. And I'm not saying that, like, oh, pity me. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's when you feel like you can't do anything more than you're doing for it, and to have people belittle you is, is like, I understand the high suicide rate of those people. And, again, I'm not talking about just transgender. Anybody who's different, you know. And, and, I, and I've heard that since legalized uh, gay marriage has taken effect, that suicides amongst young homosexual uh, men and women has has dropped dramatically you've heard that stat too correct say that stat one more time that since uh same-sex marriage has become legal across the country that homosexual men and women uh the suicide rate has dropped dramatically oh yeah i mean oh yeah i mean it's it's curved right but i don't know, I, I won't categorize it dramatically but it's curved yeah so there's a benefit to being seen as socially accepted however and this is where we get into it. I, I'm going to tell a story. There are two people. I, for those of you who listen to the show regularly, you'll know that part of my stuff that I do to make money is I help my father out with his accounting business. And he has a couple clients, one of whom I'm very, very close with, another one who I don't really like. Um, but both of these people came into my dad's office, and we started talking politics, which is always a mistake, uh, because especially to talk about them with me, I have a talk show, and I will not stop arguing until I feel my point has been made. But these are two people who came in and decided to tell me that the reason that they stand against the transgendered bathroom bill is they don't want perverts going in uh, dressed because they want to be dressed and, and be around little kids while they're of the opposite sex. Now, 
those people are fucking stupid. And I'll explain why in the simplest of ways. First of all, as I understand it, most molestation is someone that you know, correct? Yeah, yeah that's, that's usually the, the trend, the, um, you know, the, the profile, if it were, of right. someone um, being molested is that, that you would know them. So when I, when I bring that up to people, they'll say, well, no, but I heard. Oh, but I heard. That's what's called anecdotal evidence, and that's a big part of what's going on with this. As of today, I went looking, and it's very difficult, next to impossible, to find a reputable news agency that will report that someone who considers themselves transgendered did anything in public that was wrong. It's next to impossible. You can find a couple things, but generally they tend to be this far-leaning right-wing site is reporting this. We've got a police report that is similar to what they're saying. This may have happened, but no one's ever definitive. The people who are arguing against this bathroom bill are fucking stupid because, listen, guys, this stuff doesn't really, the, the stuff that you're talking about doesn't happen. I want to move that to the side, though, and I want to talk to you, AJ, um, about transgendered people and the process of deciding to transition your sex and some of the crazier elements of it that even I, Mr. Liberal Bastion that I am, finds disturbing. And I'm going to start with this question. Not even a question, this statement. I'm not going to lie, AJ. I find I have a hard time in my own head dealing with the idea that somebody born as a man or a woman or a boy or a girl really in there psychologically if that is a good enough reason if, if a psychological reason is is stronger than biology i i really do struggle with that and i and i don't know if that makes me a bad person but i just the idea that because to me if it is something that's going on in your brain that i feel i was supposed to be a woman i i have a hard time going the full length to I should change my body through hormone therapy to become a woman. Mm-hmm. I really do struggle with that. So I would ask you, you know, it, it's from from your knowing people that you do and the culture that you've lived in, is it a mental illness sometimes that leads somebody to believe that they should transition? Do you think that that's a possibility? Absolutely not. Um, and it's been proven many, many times again in the psychological community, and there's been papers about that. Um, The American Psychological Association has published those reports in their journal and everything. I mean, at one time, um, someone transitioning um, was deemed mentally ill, and we're going back to, like, um, from, well, the earliest probably um, findings was probably in the 20s up through the 50s, you know, and that's and that's along the same lines of, you know, homosexuality being deemed as a mental illness and everything. Um, the, the the thing I tell people about um, transgender is that there's there's really like four elements to this. There's a gender identity, all right, and that's more of the mindset. You know, you're either a man, you either identify as a man. Or woman, or someone's known as gender queer, and gender queer is 
you know, you could be a man or a woman, androgynous, as it were. Um, Bowie is a good example of that. Um, Tilton Swinton is a good example of that. Um, even probably the, our beloved Ellen Page, to a degree, could be identified as that as also. There's also the expression of that, of your gender expression, more masculine, more feminine, or, you know, that androgyny. Um, right there in the middle and everything you know if someone looks at me you know I identify as a man um, I actually have you know if you one would encounter me I, I, I appear to be masculine and everything and then there's like the biological sex male or female or intersex and intersex is when if uh, like in a man um, if your testicles hasn't dropped and they're still within you but you still have like a penis you know, that's like consider intersex, you know, or you still have ovaries, you know, like underdeveloped ovaries, even if everything um, did drop and everything as a man and everything. Um, and obviously there's the orientation. Are you heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual, or someone like myself who's like pansexual, who is, you know, man, women, or the androgynous? Um, there's that. So, I mean, those like those four things. And one could say, I, I, I don't know because you are, there's still this social, this reality, excuse me, this social construction of reality of what we still try to identify as a man or a woman, a one or a zero, if it were. And our mindset for those of us who have been born into that reality that you're a man or a woman and those questions asked, that's where the problem lies. And so when you have someone who may identify as a man but wants to express as a woman, you know, that's them. That's them as a person. I know many men who are very masculine and they like to wear skirts and they like to put like some sort of dress on and everything. Um, uh, Eddie Izzard is a good example of this. You know, Eddie Izzard as a comedian and actor, um, comes across as a man and, and masculine, but he cross-dresses. He does, and he said he's cross-dressed. He still cross-dresses to this day and everything. Um, so does that make him, you know, mentally ill if he's doing that and everything? And sure, I mean, there's, like, performance artists who do stuff like that to get a point across or things of that nature, but really the problem is that we just have to just allow that Everything is not the way things are when we're born. No, uh, okay. I want to. I want to stop you because you made a lot of points in there, and I, I want to get back to a couple of them. I want to start with uh, you. You you mentioned there um, early on in this whole thing that you know the the gender identity, gender um, how you identify yourself, you know, sexually and, and in your own head and all that. And, and, and there is a point to that. And, and look, as a, as a big supporter of this thought, you know, I've always said, live your life the way that it makes sense to you. And I don't, I really, I don't have any of the stuff that you talked about is totally fine to me. But here's, here's where it gets to the point where I don't know how much of that, what you said is in the brain versus the body. And those two things do have to work in concert. And it's, at what okay, I'll give you here, let me put a phrase this another way. At what age, AJ, do you think it is acceptable for somebody to begin transitioning to a different sex? Any age. You think that. So if your five year old comes home from school and says, I'm a girl and I want to live my life as a girl, yeah. you should do that. 
Absolutely. See, I and disagree that, with that's you. that's going on right now in Glenview. See, and I disagree with that. I don't, I don't agree with that. And I'm sorry, I don't know if that makes me some sort of ignorant dude, but I legitimately think that there needs to be some sort of thought process to the difference between somebody who's confused when they're young because of the stuff that they see versus what they actually are. I am not denying that there are not people out there that are born into the wrong sex. That is definitely a thing that I, I, I believe happens. I do not believe that it happens at the scale that we're seeing it now. I just, I, I don't, it seems, and, I, and, I, and I, listen, I'm, again, I'm probably wrong on all this, but I'm just expressing how I feel. When I hear that an eight-year-old is going to be given hormone replacement therapy, I, I question the parenting, the doctors around the kid, because I go, is that just, well, now we're making a political point out of this kid, and I just feel like, look, if that's how you feel, well, you know, you can dress however you'd like and live your life however you'd like, but you may not want this. There are decisions that are made when you start taking hormones at a young enough age that cannot be, you cannot come back from. Mm-hmm. And that's the danger. That's why I think that you, you, it. I don't know if it's eighteen, but it should be like maybe fifty. I don't know. It's it's harder for me to accept that a child knows themselves enough to know what they want, especially a kid before they're sexually awakened. Before, so, okay. If, so if I may, let's just call this person Kyle for a moment in this instance, okay? Hmm. Kyle was then. Kyle lives in the North Shore area and he was approached he approached his parents and said I feel that I am not a boy and even as a young kid Kyle would even be drawn to you know um was calling girly outfits for a boy and everything. He was always attracted to that. He always wanted to participate, you know, in like girl activities, if it were. You know, he, he wanted to have dresses. He wanted to have his nails painted and everything. He wanted his hair longer and braided and everything. And that was Kyle. And when Kyle wanted to go further to transition... And the parents were okay. I mean, there was conversations about it. It wasn't like, okay, mom and dad want to be a girl. Okay, okay. Let's, 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 let's start that process. I mean, there was a conversation that had to be placed. And there were other people I know who were in that conversation that, you know, is helping Kyle transition to where he's at today and everything. So, I mean, I mean that's, that's the very thing. I mean, I, I mean, there's been times I have seen where... Boys at a younger age, or men now, males, let's just say males, for all intents and purposes, males would, you know, gravitate towards, you know, more feminine activities or feminine um, outerwear and everything. But at a younger age, I'm like, no, don't do that. Play G.I. Joe. Go play Cowboys and Indians. Don't do that. Maybe you should do this. I mean... That's just for girls. I've seen that happen. And if, if they keep going to that, then that means there's something greater than what's going on there and everything. And the same thing for girls. Okay. For females. I've seen many females 
you know, even the ones I've seen growing up, you know, wanting to do more, you know, masculine activities. They, you know, want to cut their hair short. They want to do something with the other males and everything. And again, it's like, well, how about let's try the Barbies for a second. How about, you know, let's have a princess day and everything. They don't want to be a princess. They just, just want to do these things. And everything. All, right, all right, but here, here's here's where I want to, okay, but here's where you got to look at this now because you're saying that they are drawn to feminine things. When I was growing up, if, and I know that we always have to get away from like what things were like when we were young and when we were formative. I understand that. There is an aspect of my, my thought process, though, that goes to this. Kid wants to play, a, a male kid wants to play with Barbies. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that that kid, and, and we'll go with the whole thing, the feminine clothes, the whole deal. But does that mean that the kid is transgender? Does that mean that the kid is gay? Does that mean that the kid just happens to, wait, does that mean that the kid just happens to like those feminine activities but might be a straight male? You see, this is what I'm saying. Like To make that decision when somebody is that young is very strange to me. And it also seems very irresponsible of everyone involved in protecting the child's best interest. That is the kind of decision that needs to be made when a kid is older you cannot make that decision for a kid look i went through a phase when i was a kid that i loved that all i wanted to do was legos 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 and i swear to god aj as crazy and i'm not i'm just as an example if you had asked me at that age i, I would have said i want to be lego and i'm not saying like that's the same thing i'm just saying like a child's brain is different and may not understand what it's saying and and he she the gender of the kid doesn't matter to me so much as the idea that you are young enough that the decision that you're going to make now has long-lasting implications going forward. Why can't that decision be delayed until the child is older? Why can't that be the the idea going forward that you've got to be at least 13? You've got to have at least started puberty before you can start, and, and, and before not started puberty, but be on the cusp of it before you can really understand what it is that you want. Because at the age of 13, you know, I wanted to, 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 I don't even know, I wanted, I think I wanted to play for sports professionally. I'm just saying, like, it seems, it seems to me that that's, it, it's irresponsible to do it to somebody that young. Um, and, and, and I'll let you respond, and then I want to move this conversation forward a little bit more away from the kids. But I, what's your response to what I just said? Uh, again, as I said earlier, I mean, there are studies that have been shown, and you can go to the Kinsey Institute at Indiana University in Bloomington that has some of these findings, and you can talk to other um, professionals <clears throat> through the American Psychological Association as well, and, and what they found that, you know, while we are in our early stages in, in, our, in our lifespan, um, we don't know what our sexual orientation is. I mean, I mean, at birth, we're essentially bisexual at birth. And as we develop, you know, our nature, you know, starts to form. Our orientation forms, our identity forms, and that will lead to our expression and so forth and everything. So you may have, you know, biologically speaking, you may be male or female, but that doesn't mean that's the anchor to what our formative years are going to be in everything. You know, I mean, it's just like, 
I mean, there's, I mean, there, I mean, it, it, it took me. I'm 35. Probably two years ago, trying to grapple the idea that, you know, I also like men. I think there was something about me prior to that that kind of you know there were indicators you know and I've always felt that I was leaned um, not just attracted but I felt more safe around you know um, men as well as uh, being around others who are either gay or trans or whatever even I mean and I live in rural Illinois you know I, so I there was no LGBTQ community in my area whatsoever you know and when I f first started to be around those uh, around college you know I didn't have sex with men then you know but it, it, it had to grapple with me so and I've always felt something within me to gravitate towards both men and women you know as well as you know um, trans women and, and, and the alike so um, so what's my point? My point is our early stages is still ambiguous, you know, and then how we are put into an environment then starts to take a direction. You know, if you are who you are, but then you're put into rural Alabama, then you're, you're going to you know, do certain things around that certain reality and everything. And how often have we heard about, you know, yay, yay, young gay men who were gay, they kind of figured they were gay, but they live in a strong Christian household. And then they had to leave, you know. And that's a story we've heard often over and over again. And um, I, I, there's been famous people who have transitioned outside of Caitlyn Jenner like um, Renee Richards. Renee Richards, um, I forgot who Renee was before, but when Renee was a man, was a predominant or medical doctor and was on the tennis tour and everything of the uh, 60s, late, early 60s and everything. But Renee felt that couldn't identify as a man so had to go through surgery to transition to a woman and renee richards you know played on the women's tour and still lived the life that the life that um renee wanted to live and everything there's a very good show on hulu called transparent that the things that we're talking about on this episode and what's being talked about with the transgender bathroom policy um is very you know, very important because the very the conversations we're talk, having right now is the things that Transparent portrays, where it was a, a, the main character who is a man but now wants to transition as a woman and everything, and now it's going through a certain life, and there's issues, and there's other people trying to either transition or who identify themselves as a man or woman, gay, straight, whatever. It's all in that show, you know, and it's and I, and I highly encourage people to. You know, if you have Hulu, watch it or try to watch it on the more bootlegged, you know, uh, stuff on YouTube and everything. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's what I, that's my point and that's my response to you is that I don't think it is, you know, 
bad parenting. I mean, I think it's not what I'm saying. It's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's bad parenting. What I'm saying is that there's a societal push amongst liberals to be accepting of everything at any given point, and we're all guilty of it. And it's the same thing that happens with us um, when we and, and getting into the transgender bill, uh, bathroom bill. God, I hate that expression because it's so fucking stupid. Just let people go shit wherever the fuck they want. But like, honest to God, I have taken a shit in a women's bathroom before. It. it what you go to the bathroom the line's full and you've got to go you what's the line from every 90s movies dude when you got to go you got to go you know like i the, the bathroom thing is so fucking stupid to me and i and i get into fights with these people who go i don't want some per-. they're not and listen th- there's a difference ladies and gentlemen between what we're talking about and, and and what the perception of all this is i am not trying to infringe on anybody's rights to do anything that they want i'm having a discussion with a friend of mine about stuff that makes me feel uncomfortable because i am a 30 i'm going to be 35 this year and the the transgender thing really only came about after i was in my 20s as far as a massive civil rights issue to this level and yes i know that it existed before but the internet has allowed stuff like this to become more prevalent but there are aspects of it that i do find uncomfortable to talk about because i have issues really trying to understand the thought process but i'm not i'm not saying they're bad parents in fact i'm saying that they're overcompensating and trying to be loving and supportive to the point where it actually could detriment and hurt the child it's it's the same thing as as somebody going well you know my, my kid has you know 17 look we all talk about the over medication of children right like well, we we talk about that all the time in this well, how's that different than you know a child and, and at this in this instance now we'll say a teenager who wants to augment their chests, who wants to have you know No, I, I, I their lips out, their butt out. Um, I, I, I think I think that allowing I mean how's that any different? I, 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 it's not that different, and that's my point. I don't think, and now you're getting into the other stuff where I don't think that kids under the age of 18 should be really allowed to have plastic surgery except in you know, very specific instances of deformity, uh, injury, or anything else. I, I, I don't think that. I don't think that a 15-year-old girl should be allowed to get breast implants, but... That's not my, and I'm not saying that a parent should not allow their kid to do stuff. I'm just saying that we at least need to have these discussions because when the world changes as fast as it can change now, sometimes we don't slow down to look at the implications. And while I think that the fact that we have allowed, that we've gotten to the point where people who legitimately 100% you know are having you know the suicide rate amongst people who identify themselves as transgendered is so astronomically high that it's it it boggles the mind to think that people don't understand that something needs to be done to make these people feel you know and I keep I keep saying these people does that make me a bad person I'm just saying like in as an example like I'm not I'm I'm, no, try, I'm trying I, to play the proper pronoun game here I don't want to fuck things up with that No 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 and and and, and that's no and I okay. get that, um, and and I had the same problem also when I talk to groups about you know yeah. communities of color and everything. And I say the same thing. Um, it, it, it's okay, um, you know. It, it's we are talking about a segment of a pop- society, okay. you know, and, and they are they. Okay, know? but when I when I think about this stuff. And, and I really try to understand, like I again, the suicide rate being so high, that's important to fight against. But I also am afraid that as we allow people all across the board to make these kinds of decisions at a younger and younger age, that we may be allowing stuff to be done to somebody who may regret it later. And you cannot tell me 
you know, we always talk about anecdotal versus evidence, you know, versus numbers. But you cannot tell me that somewhere out there in the world is a kid who started to transition when they were young, did not understand what it actually meant, and as they got older, regretted that decision. That 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 ha- that has happened. That has to have happened. And if we need to avoid that, and we talk all the time about over-medicating kids with Adderall, Ritalin, you know, antipsychotics, depression, bipolar, all this shit, and, you know, occasionally you've got to remember that sometimes kids are just shitty, and you've got to, you know, be a more authoritative parent. There are a lot of people who would have said to my parents that I had attention deficit disorder or whatever the hell. I didn't. I just didn't like going to school. That's all it was. I didn't like going, so I didn't do very well. And... They would have. They wanted to put me on drugs, and my dad just kept saying, "No, this stuff. He, it's not that he's he. He is incredibly focused on a lot of stuff. He just doesn't give a shit about what you're talking to him about. And Nick is a stubborn piece of shit, and doesn't care. And 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 that's that's a different thing. But to allow kids to be given powerful hormones that dramatically change their bodies." Before they can understand the decision that they're, I guess my point, AJ, is if a if a parent allows a five year old to start hormone replacement therapy, I don't think that makes them a bad parent, but I think it's a mistake because I think they're overcompensating for their beliefs. Oh, look at my, you've grown, you've been in the North Shore enough to know that. Oh, look at my child, he's transit. Young Jeremy is transitioning to be Jenny, and I'm. We're just so proud. Is a thing. That's a thing. And, 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 and I just, I'm, I'm afraid of that. And, and, and look, I want to drop this because we've got to get on to some other stuff on this topic because I want to get into this, the, the, the fear. Because what I'm talking about for myself are, I, I don't even want to say legitimate, but they are concerns that I have. But I would never tell anybody, especially an adult, what they can and cannot do with their own fucking body at any given point. And this is, this is where we get into the, the, the hypocrisy of the right-wing position. I think you would agree that everything I've said for the last half an hour that we've been talking about this has come out of a place of trying to support the most people and do the most good. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, and there's going to be, and, and, you know, again, when we talk about the trans community, it's not cut and dry. It no. ain't. I mean, I'm in various trans groups, and there, there's still things that we're still trying to figure out as terms of, you know, what's acceptable, what's not, but also, you know, the, the very questions and concerns you have in trying to find those answers. Right, you know? and, and, and we need to have the conversation because there's no other way for us to find the answers as to right. what is exactly there. And that's, and that's a good, what you're saying makes sense. But now we're getting into the hypocrisy of the right, which is the group that says they support individual rights and states' rights. And they're all for that, except when it comes to a woman's right to choose, a person's right to choose their own identity, their own gender, and whether or not they can take a shit in your sitco bathroom. Because someone's been on the road for four, for four hours and they just really need to take a shit. And ladies and gentlemen, I keep saying take a shit because I, if, if you're upset about somebody peeing in your bathroom... I hate to break it to you, but that puddle that you stepped in outside the gas station was probably pee. In fact, if you live in Wrigleyville, chances are everything that you touch that is wet is pee. That wasn't pee. What'd you do, you sick fuck? That was white male tears. Listen, I understand that you're sometimes (laughs) confused, but the fact that you cry out of the end of your dick is something you need to consult a physician about. It's not from my dick, it's from my eyes. You're crying sperm from your eyes? No, I'm saying white. I'm talking about mansplaining. Oh, oh, 
My bad. Wow, I'm much more perverted than you. I did not understand what you were saying and thought you were making a much more disgusting joke. No, I wasn't. I think I need but help. now I'm going to write that in my little book now. I cried white male tears out of my dick. No, I didn't even say the word dick. You did. Yeah. <laughs> Things have gone off rail. The situation has not improved. If anything, we're hurting everyone involved in this conversation. We might actually set back transgendered rights by the end of this conversation, just based on the P conversation. Well, yeah, just that alone, probably. Yeah. All right. But the, 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 getting back to the whole thing with this, when I fight with somebody about this stuff, and they, and they mention the idea of uh, the term that I hear a lot, um, and it comes from that Milo, whatever, who luckily has been destroyed by society. Oh, Milo, why? <laughs> yeah. He's, well, he's one of your people. I can't say his last name, and I refuse to learn it out of, like, respect for it. <laughs> Fuck that dude. I hate that dude. I, 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 he's, he's, the, he's the one of those just, I'm going to make money doing the worst things possible kind of people. But when I think about the fact that these people that I know in my life who refer to transgendered people as perverts and rapists, and all I can think of is that's what they said about gays 20 years ago. I don't want gays in the military because they'll, you know, be driven gay crazy and try to hump all the men around them. You know, it's, it's the same freaking thought process. And it goes back to even civil rights in the 1960s and before when you're talking about you can't let black people into a white school because, you know, the rage that they've got and all this stupid shit that people bring up. And, and I, I really do want to say that if you have a problem with the idea of somebody going into a bathroom, which I'm such a fuck, I, I can't believe I'm spending this much time saying that, but... I swear to God, you have been in the bathroom with somebody who's transsexual before and you didn't know. You know why? Because nothing nothing weird happens in public bathrooms except, you know, the occasional Craigslist hookup, which is, you know, going to happen everywhere because the minute you let somebody connect for free on the internet, closeted gay men are going to use it to have anonymous sex. Whether or not we all want to be comfortable with that idea or not, I, I present to you AJ Chat Roulette as the ultimate example. Yeah. But there's this fear that they have that if I send my little girl into a bathroom and some dude dressed in underwear is going to go in there and like try to... Okay, well, let's run through what needs to happen. First of all, you're letting a kid go into the bathroom by themselves, which I assume means the kid is old enough to know the difference between what is appropriate for a stranger to do in the bathroom, which is nothing. No stranger should ever speak to another stranger in a public bathroom. If you do, fuck you. You're weird. I don't care what sex you are. I don't care where you're from. It's a, If I'm standing in a goddamn urinal holding my dick and you come up and stand and there's like seven years. Look, AJ, you'll agree with this. You're a guy. You've gone to sporting events. The weirdest thing in the world that a man can do to another man is, is you're standing at a urinal on the far side. There are five urinals next to you, right? All empty. And the person comes in and stands at the urinal next to yours. It's weird. I'm just, I'm just scouting at that point. Well, I, but that, that's what I'm saying. That's what the, like, I'm, I'm sorry. There's, we have an accepted rule here amongst the society, which is men expect one urinal per person unless the bathroom is full. And then we can all, right? And then there, we can I, mean, all, I mean, there is certain unspoken 
common sense things. Don't talk you know? to me while I'm peeing. Right. I mean, if you're in a public restroom, you know, you shouldn't, like, infringe on one's intimate space while you're in said restroom. You know? Um, you shouldn't. And there's people who have, and, you know, then you have to kind of quickly judge, like, what's, what's going down. <laughs> You know, that's actually a fun point. I think, I wonder if, if liberals can make this argument. Look, I want to run you through a hypothetical. You're standing in a bathroom with your kid. Two people walk in. One is a transgendered uh, female to male. The uh, or, or let's say you're a woman and you're with your little girl and you're in a bathroom. And two people walk into your bathroom. One is a transgendered male to female who just goes into a stall and goes to the bathroom. The other is a complete and total stranger who walks up and decides to have a conversation with you. Which of those two people are you more afraid of? You know what I'm saying? Like the transgender person who didn't say anything and just wants to be left the fuck alone? Or the weird person who decided to start a conversation in the goddamn ladies room? Well, that's the thing, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like you said earlier, that there's been nothing reported in the media or elsewhere. Reputable, reputable that someone media. someone who is transgender committed assault. If anything. Yeah. It's trans people who've been sexually assaulted. Actually, I got it. Can I, can, I, can I make an argument for you that you'll love? Two people walk into a bathroom, AJ. You are, you, you're going to love this. You're, you're at one of those nightclubs, and it's one of those things where on the left is the men's and the, on the right is the women's, okay? Yeah. And you're standing there waiting in line. And you're at, let's say it's one of those days where you drank a lot of water and coffee during the day, and now you've had like three beers. So yeah. it's like that my bladder hurts, got to pee. So yeah. you don't give a shit which bathroom opens first, but you're going to go, okay? This is my question. One person in the line behind you is is transgender. The one behind that is Ben Roethlisberger. Which one are you more afraid is going to rape you? Well, <laughs> I can't say it, Ben. I, I'm just saying because like, I'm just saying if we're going to go off of evidence <laughs> of things that have gone wrong in bathrooms, then Ben Roethlisberger should be banned from bathrooms all across the country. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing that drives me nuts about the right wing's argument is they'd say all this stuff like, oh, it makes me feel weird. Again, it goes back to that Newt Gingrich thing. I feel it. Therefore, it's a fact. You motherfucker, that's not a fact. Just because transgender, like, I, it, we started this, this whole thing with me saying, sometimes transgendered things make me uncomfortable. But I recognize that it's me that's uncomfortable, right? I am the reason that, it, that it's an uncomfortable situation. It is not that person's fault. I am dealing with my own unresolved questions. And honestly, the best thing that I could probably do is have a conversation with that person. There's only one problem, is that it would be in the goddamn bathroom where you're not supposed to talk to strangers to begin with. So... Yeah. It's, and we have to, we have to rem remind ourselves that, um, you know, the if you go to like the uh, the office for victims of crime through the Department of Justice, um, they will tell you that one in two, one in two, transgender individuals are sexually abused or assaulted at some point in their lives. Right. One in two, not one in a hundred, not one in a thousand, not even one in fifty. One in two. Where do you think the disconnect comes from with... Because this is the other thing that bugs me about this whole deal, is that a lot of the people who stand up against this are normally people I find to be either very religious or they had a strong religious upbringing. And no matter what you think about 
mental illness, mental health, uh, or, or transgendered issues, homosexual issues, really any societal issues that we currently face. Is not the teachings of, of Christianity and all major religions to help the oppressed and the downtrodden? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? And these people who espouse this shit don't make any effort to help anybody, and they just constantly, well, except you're not white, you're not Christian, so we don't want anything to do with you. Which, to me, is stands in complete opposition of all the stuff that they claim to believe. And, and this is where I, I, I just, I cannot understand how your Christian good nature, you know, my dad always likes to point out, like, the worst phrase that he's ever heard is, it's the Christian thing to do. Which is to imply that if, if you do something good, it's Christian, and if you don't, it's inherently not. As if to say that Muslims and Jews don't do good things, you know? And... But to me, the Christian thing to do in this scenario would be if one in two people are being sexually abused who are from this group, should we not do more to protect them? It's like the refugee crisis coming out of Syria. These people are leaving hell. They are leaving hell where they are hunted and killed. And your answer is, well, they don't, I don't, you know, they make me uncomfortable because their skin's dark and they pray to a different God and they bow five times a day and I just can't handle that. So we can't have them here. No, well, these people need help. They do. And, you know, the the one and two are being abused, if not assaulted, both. Um, those who are victims of that, I mean, they are um, transgender people of color. You know, they are transgender youth. Um, um, they, they may be homeless. They may be having a disability of some sort, physical or mental. And they may be involved in the sex trade at, at some point, you know? I mean, and those is the list of victims in there, you know? If you go down to the Lakeview neighborhood in Chicago, there's an organization called Night Ministry. Um, it was founded by a Lutheran minister years ago, and it's one of the more predominant um, organizations in Chicago. <clears throat> and what my, Night Ministry does, you know, they take in homeless youth. And if you go there... And they'll even, they'll even do a whole night tour, quote-unquote tour, where they will walk you through the streets of Chicago and show you, physically show you, where all these trans youth are and trans adults are. That this is not just a thing, that this is a reality and everything. And these people, you know, are going through a lot of shit in their lives. And there's a lot of them that are going through night ministry just to find homes and everything. When I moved back here a year ago in my hometown area, um, there are more trans youth than I've ever seen. And, like, there's no spaces for them to go to, except for one, every Thursday for a couple of hours in the evening where they get dropped off by, you know, they drop themselves off or parents will drop themselves, drop them there, where they're among their peers, who are trans, who are not trans, but um, it's mostly for, you know, the LGBTQ and A youth. So, um, so this is a reality. And, you, yeah, I mean, you're not going to find anything, any journal journalist reports. Um, you may have your, you know, Christian conservative articles out there that, you know, 66% of people getting raped by someone who's transgendered or whatever, um, you're going to have that. You're also going to have the liberal bent 
to it as well. But for the most part, I mean, there's more findings on how transgendered the trans community is more of a victim than what we call cisgender. The, in other words, you know, you're either a male or a female. You know, there, there are less of those who are being victimized over trans. I wonder what it is about... I wonder if the uncomfortable feeling that you get when you're talking about it is partially what leads to the sexual violence. That, that people find they're frustrated in their own confusion. I, I wonder if that is. I, the, the, the other issue that you have with all Would this... Would you feel comfortable, Nick, if, you, if there's a, a public trans-neutral bathroom? I wouldn't give a shit. The only so thing you I, mind if you're in a stall you know, a, a, with a door, okay, and someone next to you happens to be... Someone who's trans? No, it wouldn't bother me. Or a straight woman or whatever? Because to me, to, look, it, it, honestly, the, the only thing that has ever bothered me about being in a public bathroom is that if I'm in a stall taking a shit, chances are it is going to be an unpleasant experience for everyone in the bathroom. So I'm embarrassed. Are you trying to hurry up? No, literally. Like, you ever watch, uh, you watch King of the Hill back in the day? Yeah, you remember the episode where Cotton goes to take a shit, and he or Bobby goes to take a shit because he hated the Gefiltovich. Yes, and then Cotton constantly refers to him as the man with the terrible smell. Yes, that's what I'm afraid of when I'm in a public bathroom taking a crap. <laughs> that I will be the man with the terrible smell. That I will leave the bathroom, and everyone will know that it was me who left that horrible stench in the air because I decided to eat beef brisket for lunch. That's what I'm afraid of. Look, I, I would not care. I'll tell you, you know, you, you asked me about being in a bathroom. with one. I have my friend Emily, and she, uh, I'm not going to say her last name because this story is kind of embarrassing, but we went to St. Patrick's Day two years ago, and we rode the train downtown uh, together, and her now husband wasn't able to go, and a bunch of our other friends didn't show us. So we went with a couple other people, and we dropped them off in Rogers Park or, I don't know, wherever the metro stops around Tui. I guess that'd be Edgebrook. We dropped them off at Edgebrook. And we took the train up to the North Glevy stop, which is where uh, Grandpa's, which is the local Irish bar in my hometown is. And it's where I always end up on St. Patrick's. And we get off the train, and she's like, I don't feel good. I've been drinking too much. Now, she and I have already drank a bottle and a half of Jameson and like a six-pack of beer. So she's obliterated. So am I. But she doesn't, She it's the same scenario. We go up, the women's bathroom is full because it's St. Patrick's Day. And for those of you out there who have never experienced the joy and pleasure of riding the Metro or the L on St. Patrick's Day, if you can find a bathroom to use, mazel tov, Because it is a difficult thing to do on that day anywhere near public transportation. Uh, AJ, have you experienced the joy of St. Patrick's Day public transportation? No, because... Um, you should come with me this year. It is a life-changing experience full of just so many drunk white people. So I, I many. To, I try to drink within my neighborhood. Right. So with the other commies. Right. Right. Okay. So that'd be Hyde Park. <laughs> Ukrainian <laughs> village, obviously. Oh, uh, I said Ukrainian village, obviously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but here's here's the deal. So we get back to this thing. We go, and the women's bathroom, the line is like five girls deep. Meanwhile, the men's bathroom, there's nobody in it. So she goes, go make sure nobody's there. I go in. And she's like, okay. And then Emily goes, all right, you have to stay in here. I'm like, what do you mean I got to stay in here? And she goes, you have to. And I got to experience the joy and pleasure 
of watching my very this this is a beautiful woman who I've known for a very long time. Always looks so nice. When we used to go to the club, was always you know with the perfect makeup and the nice shoes. And I got to see her evacuate from three different locations at her body simultaneously. AJ. So nothing bothers me is my point in telling that story. You understand what I'm saying there? Actually, four if you include the nose from the vomiting. There you go. Like, it was the most unpleasant thing. So when somebody goes like, oh, there's a transgendered person, I'm like, are they, are they coming out of all four orifices that are, po- orifices that are possible to them? Because if they're not, this is not the weirdest experience I've had in a bathroom. The weirdest experience I've had in a bathroom was at Crowbar when five people were stuffed into a handicap stall next to mine, and all you heard was the sound of a credit card chopping up on metal. AJ, you know that sound. You've heard it because you've lived in a musical culture for a while do you know the sound i'm talking about yeah folks for those of you who don't know that is a very distinct sound but wait let me do it like uh, gunny highway in the clint eastwood movie that is the sound of cocaine being cut with a credit card and it makes a very distinct sound when done in the stall next to you i'm just saying folks like that's the shit that goes on like you you're freaking out about somebody walking in in different clothing you should be glad and again if any stranger i don't care what sex or orientation or I don't give a flying fuck if it's an alien from outer space if a stranger speaks to you in a bathroom they're probably nuts or high or very high and being high and for the record if a stranger tries to hug you in a public bathroom uh, give them the stone cold stunner give them the double bird and walk the fuck out okay I don't even like to touch the door handles in a public bathroom you know like it's one of those things. Like, have you ever done that thing, AJ, where, like, you know you're in a particularly gross men's bathroom at, like, some club in the city? One of those ones where they got the people right on the walls and shit. And you're like, I don't want to touch the sink. I don't want to touch nothing. So you, like, turn the, the sink on, like, hot water. And you, when you go to leave, you, like, try to figure out how to leave without actually using your hands. Mm-hmm. Or you're, like, trying to kick the door open or do it with your elbow so you don't get whatever this grossness is on you. But all of this is to say and we're coming up on the end of the show let people live the lives that they they think but feel free to ask questions but don't ask them in a way that attacks people don't assume that every person you meet who's transgender is some sort of weird sexual pervert some of them have gone through hell to even figure out who they are and that's another thing that you know we're talking about the kid you know, I also get that, that there is, you have to have that part as part of the conversation because the, the, the people that you hear about, I and mean, I'm sure that you've actually met, who are like, look, I didn't know that that was what was wrong with me because nobody had ever allowed me to think that. So I just thought I was nuts. And like, could you, when people talk about the high rate of suicide amongst transgender people, I said, yeah, I can figure, you can get that. Your body is telling you one thing. Your mind tells you something else. And in between is the truth. And you don't know what the hell is going on. And everyone's just telling you to be normal, be normal, be normal. And you have no idea what the fuck that means because your brain can't reach it. And then to be shitty to those people about simple, basic human need. Yeah, I can get why those people feel depressed and anxious about their own lives and so as much as some of this stuff makes me uncomfortable to talk about and to think about it's important to have the conversation if you don't know anybody who's trans you probably know someone who does and i'm not saying this isn't like go out and meet a trans person but it's if the opportunity presents itself to have a conversation have an intelligent conversation 
but don't just automatically attack. And that's what's happening with these conversations with the bathroom thing. It's like, People are not going to hurt your kids in a public bathroom. That's not going to happen. And the fact that you, why should, this is the one that I've heard a lot, AJ, and, I'd, and, and I'm going to leave you to respond to this. But this is the statement that I hear most often. I don't want to have to explain to my kid what trans is because I don't think it's right. What do you say to somebody who says that? And we'll end the show when you're done. Say that one more time. I don't want to have, I don't want trans people going into the bathroom with my kid because I don't want to have to explain to them who that oh. person is. Well, that, that, that goes back to an experience I had in um, early 2000s when my friends and I tried to start an LGBT um, organization on our college campus. And my vice, I was a president of student government, and my vice president of student government. Um, resigned after a four-month battle of him trying to block this organization to be on campus. And when we passed it, as student government, um, he then immediately resigned. And to this day, I still remember that the phrase he, the statement he made, he goes, I don't want to live in a society where I had to tell, and he, his son hasn't been born yet. <clears throat> um, he goes, I don't want to be in a society where I had to explain to like my child why two men are holding hands, and it infuriates me. It infuriates me to this day. You know, um, it's the same language when we, we've heard. You know, I don't. I don't want to. You know, a certain generation saying, you know, I don't want to live in a society where you know a, a black person's holding a white person's hand, or Asian person, or a Latin person. You know two women um and now we're talking about trans you know and i mean sure i mean it is i don't know it's it's, it's very idiotic and ignorant that if you're not willing to accept power our society and world is evolving then get the fuck out of here I, I'd actually, I know I said I would let you get the, but I just want to point this out because when people say that shit, the I don't want to explain why two people are holding hands of the same sex. You know what you would say to your kid? If, you, if, you, if you're listening to this and you've gotten this far, chances are you're not that person. But give this, if you hear someone say that shit to you, give them this response. Because I, I've, I've, I've heard it somewhere, and I honestly don't remember the movie or the show, but it was put like this. In this world, at this pace, when it will, when this world will be, beat your ass down and make you feel like shit on a daily if not 20 minute basis where you are constantly under assault from work stress from you know the world as it is from having to defend certain things that you believe in and all this stuff and you manage to find in this smorgasbord of shit that we call the world to love to share with even for a brief time that can brighten your day just by holding their hand, that's what you call love. And it might not be for long term. It might, listen, as a strong supporter of the fact that love might only last two and a half minutes, you can still, in this world, find happiness with another person. That's what that is. Why are those two men holding hands? Because they've found love. Two men can love each other, son, daughter. A person can love anybody if they're lucky enough to find it. I think that would be the way to end that conversation, wouldn't you? Yeah. All right. 
Before we get out of here, AJ, tell the people what you're going on this weekend and talk to people about the uh, big protest this weekend, too, downtown. Oh, shoot. Um, so this weekend, um, if you happen to be near the Springfield area in Springfield, Illinois, there's a, uh, an actual a counter-protest of a protest that's happening at the, um, near the Capitol building. Um, the Illinois Minutemen are protesting because there's a House bill, House Bill 426, that essentially states to have sanctuary in our healthcare facilities, our schools, and other facilities um, for youth and adults to use without question. Um, the Minutemen don't like this because it's, it's you know, not utilizing taxpayer dollars efficiently. And so um, me and, and my Avengers are counter-protesting them as we speak. Uh, we have organizations like Springfield Stands United involved, Amnesty International. Um, we have uh, a few other grassroots organizations that have signed on as coalition members for this. So that's happening down in Springfield. Um, and the same thing's going on in Chicago, but there's like a trans rally. Yeah, tomorrow morning at uh, 11 a.m., there's a big trans rally taking place uh, down in front of Trump Tower that is supposedly going to lead into a march. Um, this is in response to the fact that the Trump administration defanged and took away the, uh, I guess, transgender bathroom guidance bill that was or executive action that was signed in by President Obama before he left office. Uh, and that'll be taking place on Saturday as well. So if you have the opportunity, if this is something that matters to you, or honestly, even if you stand opposed to this but you want to figure out what the hell is going on go down and talk to people if you can if you support the issue go down and do it but these are opportunities so for the fifth week in a row AJ we will have protests all weekend in response to the pumpkin man jackass von hairpiece I don't know you got a nickname for him that you've been using I just call him Trump Van Hairpiece for a while now. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Jackass Van Hairpiece, Trump Van Hairpiece. These are all wonderful terms. But, ladies and gentlemen, other than that, it's, uh, we're getting ready to get out of here for the day. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, the weekend will go okay and we all won't die. AJ, say goodbye to the people. Bye, people. This has been Out Front with AJ Nick here, live on the Chicago Podcast Network. Well, live to tape. Uh, we'll, we'll, again, be back next week. You can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Chi-Town Podcast One. You can email us on Gmail, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. This is Nick Serranos. That was AJ Signeri. The uh, phrase that we are looking for now is, uh, we out! Go Celtics. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. Half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You have been listening to the Chicago Podcast Network.